most precious thing in your life. And imagine that God tells you to set it on fire. Buckle up. Today we're continuing the story of Abraham. Thanks for joining us on The Bible Brief. In our last episode, we focused on the promises that God made to Abraham. But so far, we haven't really discussed how God began to fulfill those promises in Abraham's day. We know that his primary concern was that he was childless. So today, we'll discuss the drama around the birth of his son according to God's promise, whose name was Isaac, and his other son, Ishmael, born out of human effort. Now, as we'll discover over and over again, God uses imperfect people to accomplish his purposes in the world. So let's set the stage for this interpersonal drama. We already know Abraham, and we will pick up the story when he's about 86 years old, which is pretty old, right? He's concerned that he's so old and still remains without children. And we come to find that his wife is old too. Her name is Sarai, or Sarah, and outside of being old, Sarah is also barren. Apparently, she and Abraham had tried to have children, but they were unable to conceive. This means that outside of literal divine intervention, there was no way that the Abrahamic covenant could come to fruition. Abraham couldn't become a great nation and the father of a multitude if he and his wife couldn't have children. You can see why God might continue over and over again over the years to tell Abraham those I will statements that we discussed last episode. Abraham was going to have to depend on God. Now, in the midst of these reassurances by God that he will accomplish what he promised to Abraham, it seems that Abraham and Sarah become rather impatient. Listen to this from Genesis 16. Abram's wife, Sarai, had not borne any children for him, but she owned an Egyptian slave named Hagar. Sarai said to Abram, Since the Lord has prevented me from bearing children, go to my slave. Perhaps through her I can build a family. And Abram agreed to what Sarai said. So Abram's wife, Sarai, took Hagar, her Egyptian slave, and gave her to her husband Abram as a wife for him. This happened after Abram had lived in the land of Canaan ten years. He slept with Hagar, and she became pregnant. Uh Uh-oh. Now do you remember someone else's wife who had an idea that her husband followed? An idea like eating from a forbidden tree? Well, As you can imagine, this is not something that Abram should have done. It leads to conflict. Immediately upon finding that Hagar is pregnant, she and Sarah are at odds. And Abram, oddly enough, says to Sarah, Here, your slave is in your power. Do whatever you want with her. And then it says, Then Sarai mistreated Hagar so much that she ran away from her. While away from Sarah, Hagar encounters God in the wilderness, and God tells her that she should go back to Sarah. God also makes some big promises to Hagar about her son that will be born to her. Finally, God says to name her son Ishmael, which means God hears, because God heard Hagar when she was being afflicted by Sarah. While there's lots more we could say about this particular event, the takeaway for now is this. Abram's son Ishmael was not through Sarah his wife, but rather through Hagar his wife's slave. And at this point, Abram is 86 years old and not getting any younger. He views Ishmael as the one through whom God will work. That is, he thinks this for 13 more years, until he's 99 years old, and God speaks to him again. God again confirms his covenant promises to Abraham, but listen to the end of this discussion. This is from Genesis 17. God said to Abraham, As for your wife Sarai, do not call her Sarai, for Sarah will be her name. I will bless her, indeed, I will give you a son by her. 
I will bless her, and she will produce nations. Kings of people will come from her. Abraham fell face down. Then he laughed and said to himself, Can a child be born to a hundred-year-old man? Can Sarah, a ninety-year-old woman, give birth? So Abraham said to God, If only Ishmael were acceptable to you. But God said, No, your wife Sarah will bear you a son, and you will name him Isaac. I will confirm my covenant with him as a permanent covenant for his future offspring. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. I will certainly bless him. I will make him fruitful and will multiply him greatly. He will father twelve tribal leaders, and I will make him into a great nation. But I will confirm my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you at this time next year. When he finished talking with him, God withdrew from Abraham. Though Ishmael is the firstborn of Abraham, Ishmael wasn't the one through whom God would carry the promises in the Abrahamic covenant. We'll press a point one more time. God said to Abraham, I will, I will, I will, when he made the promises to Abraham. But Abraham didn't wait for God to accomplish what he said he would do. Instead, Abraham tried to take a shortcut. He was unfaithful to his wife. He married another woman and he had a child. God does things his own way, and often in ways completely unexpected by humans. Who would have thought that God would open the womb of a 90-year-old woman to conceive and bear a child to her 100-year-old husband? But God's ways are different than how mankind accomplishes things. Anyway, nine months later, do you know what happens? Isaac is born. The promised son through the old man and the barren woman has arrived. And God said he should be named Isaac, because each of his parents laughed when they heard that they would have a son in their old age. You might could guess what his name means, and you'd be right. Isaac means laughter. Now, over time, the couple's love for their son grew and grew. But soon, in one of the most sobering moments in the Bible, we see God testing Abraham. This time, Abraham won't be laughing. This is from Genesis 22, and you should read this whole chapter for all of the context. Every word is important, even though we won't look at all of them here. It says this, After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham! Here I am, he answered. Take your son, he said, your only son Isaac, whom you love. Go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. I remember the first time I read this story. I was just floored. God wanted Abraham to kill Isaac as a burnt offering? What? Right after we read about this miraculous provision of God to Abraham and Sarah, God is just going to take it away? But Abraham has done things his own way before, and it appears that he was going to submit to God's way of doing things. So Abraham takes Isaac to the land of Moriah which is somewhere near modern-day Jerusalem. And I'll read verbatim from here. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac. In his hand he took the fire and the knife, and the two of them walked on together. Then Isaac spoke to his father Abraham and said, My father? And he replied, Here I am, my son. Isaac said, The fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And then the two of them walked on together. When they arrived at the place that God had told them about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood. 
he bound his son Isaac and placed him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. He replied, Here I am. Then he said, Do not lay a hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your only son from me. Abraham looked up, and he saw a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it as a burnt offering in the place of his son. Abraham passed the test. Instead of trying to run from God to protect his son, he submitted and humbly obeyed in faith. He wasn't blind to the fact that God provided Isaac specifically to fulfill promises to Abraham. In fact, Abraham knew that God's character itself was on the line. God had to somehow have Isaac live because he'd already promised that specifically Isaac would be the one through whom the promises would come to fruition. It couldn't be anyone else. In fact, later in the New Testament, we have a commentary on this event that sheds a little light on what Abraham was thinking. In the book of Hebrews, it says this, that Abraham considered, quote, God to even be able to raise someone from the dead. Basically, if all else failed and God did want him to sacrifice Isaac, Abraham knew that God was powerful enough to raise him back from the dead. Abraham is the picture of faith in the Bible. Not a blind faith, but a faith firmly grounded in the faithfulness and the power of God. God would be faithful to his promise through Isaac, even if it meant raising Isaac from the dead. And this faith drove Abraham to total and complete obedience. As we close this perhaps somber episode, I want to draw your attention to something. There was another son, over 1,500 years later, who climbed one of these mountains in the Moriah region just like Isaac. He carried the wood on his back, and he came to the top of the mountain. But instead of being burnt on the wood, he was nailed to it. It wasn't Abraham's son. It was God's son. This was the lamb that God would provide, of whom it was said early in his life, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The father Abraham did not have to go through with it, but God the father did. Join us next time as we see Isaac all grown up with two sons of his own one of whom has his name changed by God, just like Abraham. This son's name gets changed to something you'll recognize. He will be called Israel. Thanks for listening to The Bible Brief. Do you have a question about the Bible? It could be featured on a future show. You can submit a question by going to our website, BibleLiteracyFoundation.com, and clicking on the podcast page. There you can submit a text or audio question. We'd love to hear from you. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2022.